Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Talk Podcast. Let's start today's episode off talking about the White Sox. We need to talk about their games on both Wednesday and Thursday. Let's start off with Wednesday's game where the Sox would win 3-1 to one, thanks to a Jake Berger three-run shot in the bottom of the fifth inning. That was the only scoring for the Sox in this one. They averaged uh, or they put up only five hits throughout the entire game. So the offense, a little bit dead. Uh, they did give up a run early in the top of the first inning on a Alex Verdugo solo, uh, Alex Verdugo RBI single, which ends up scoring a run. Uh, Lucas Giolito plays a pretty solid game. Six innings, allows five hits, one earned run, four walks, seven strikeouts. The only real issue for Giolito was early in this game where he... No, gave up a couple, no, gave up that run to Verdugo, but also gave up a couple uh, extra bases. So uh, really for, for Lucas, I mean, that was really the only issue for him. Other than that, he looked pretty good. The bullpen was able to do its job. Liam Hendricks closes down the game for the save. Uh, the offense looked bad, though. Tim Anderson, very uncharacteristic night for him. He goes 0 for 4. Uh, we see Yoel Mankata go 0 for 4. He's really been struggling. Engel goes 0 for 3. He had been playing some really good baseball. So, um you got offense from a guy in Jake Berger who had actually just been called up recently just before the start of this series. He actually, no, he had played a really good game uh, going in there at DH and he looked really good and you know, he did what you needed him to um, know when you needed him. You know, you, you needed him in that moment and he was able to step up big time. So uh, it's good to see the Sox get some uh, you know, offense from guys who you, knew, who you uh, normally don't see it from. But uh, the next game was not a positive last night's game they would lose 16 to 7 this is now the second time in this series they have allowed more than 15 runs in a game Dallas Keuchel was on the mound he looked horrible two innings seven hits six earned runs two walks four strikeouts really bad night from him I mean <clears throat> we'll talk about more about him uh, a little bit later but we saw the bullpen also looked really bad Tanner Banks who had been called up just this day or uh, just yesterday actually ends up looking horrible he allows five earned runs uh those all those five earned runs come uh you no know, pretty late in the game but still this was a really bad game from the Sox no doubt about that uh the offense would actually do, do pretty well they had 10 hits on the game they got to uh Red Sox starters pretty early I mean after the early you know tough first or tough two innings from uh, Dallas Keuchel where he allows six earned runs uh the Sox actually made a little bit of a comeback thanks to an Andrew Vaughn double which you know clears the bases and gives the Sox a six to three deficit then they sort of came back a little bit but unfortunately I mean the pitching was what kind of killed it because um when the bullpen wasn't really able to perform that's that's gonna you know kill any rally they have and unfortunately that's what happened we saw Jose Abreu do a little bit two for four uh Tim Anderson goes three for five Andrew Vaughn two two for five but the bottom of the order really struggled that's Adam Engel who goes two for four uh they really struggle Sheets goes 0 for four Berger 0 for three uh Larry Garcia one for three Harrison uh he struggles as well so uh Harrison actually went to pitch late in this game but still this was a pretty no pretty disappointing game from the Sox and I'll talk about a little bit more about Dallas Keuchel and his situation because uh it's getting to be kind of annoying watching Dallas Keuchel honestly but the Sox now fall to 500 they are 22 and 22 they will be off tonight but tomorrow they will start the crosstown rivalry series with the Cubs it's only gonna be a two-game series which makes very little sense to me but that's going to be at guaranteed rate field tomorrow at 6 15 so we'll talk about that one a little bit more on sunday uh but 
I want to go over the positives and the negatives from the Sox season so far because it's been a very, very up and down year for, year for the Sox right now. And I want to go over what's been good and what hasn't been good. So there is some positives. We'll start off with the positive, which is Tim Anderson. Uh, Tim Anderson has looked good when he's no, excuse me, when he's playing at a Tim Anderson level. He has looked really good. He's hitting 363 with five home runs. He's currently got a 1.8 WAR, actually second highest WAR on the team at the moment, just behind Michael Kopech, who we'll also talk about. Uh, He's looked really good when he's healthy. He has been involved in a lot of controversy this year, so the fact that he's still able to perform very well is a positive there. Next uh, is Luis Robert, but there is a catch. When Luis Robert is healthy, because the injuries have been an issue, he currently uh, is hitting 285 with six home runs, 17 RBIs, a 1.2 war on the season right now, OPS plus of 120. Uh... The thing, that's the thing, though. He hasn't really been healthy. There's been a lot of injury issues. We said if Luis Robert is on the field, if he's able to play consistently, he has the potential to be a really good player. Unfortunately, we haven't really seen him play consistently. He's currently on the COVID list right now, and I think if you have him for this series, it's a very different series. Um, so Luis Robert, when he's healthy, has looked really good. Uh, we also have Michael Kopech, who... I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts here. 1.29 ERA, a 2.3 war, the best war on the team, uh, the lowest whip on the team as well. Like, he has been amazing so far. Every question I had about him, you know, going into the starting rotation after Tommy John surgery pretty early in his career and then being a bullpen guy for last season, every kind of... Uh, uh, question I had about Michael Kopech is gone because he has looked amazing so far. There's been really no issues with him. He has the potential to be a star. He has the potential to be the ace for the Sox in the future if Giolito doesn't work out because he has been amazing. So he's been a positive. Dylan Cease has been a positive only sometimes because I think Cease, has been, his last couple starts have not been great. His last couple starts, he has definitely gotten you know, roughed up a little bit. So it's only sometimes where he really does look good. You no, know, against the Royals, he did well against the Royals, but against the Yankees on the 12th, now the Red Sox on the 24th, he looked really bad in both of those games. So uh, right now, I think Dylan Cease has looked good. I think he will turn it around a little bit more. I think we're it's still very early in the year. So I think we'll definitely see him improve his, you know, his ERA, his stats a little bit. But right now, I think he is a positive. I think he does go into that positive section because compared to some of the, some of the other you know, starters in Dallas Keuchel and Vince Velasquez, I feel a lot more confident with Dylan Cease on the mound than I do with, with those guys. Uh, then we have Lucas Giolito. Same thing. Has you know, He you know, had the injury issue early, but he's been really good this year when he's actually been able to pitch. So I do like Lucas Giolito as a positive. Then we have then we have uh, Johnny Cueto, which I do have to throw in. You no, know, so far Johnny Cueto's looked good so far, but he's only had two starts with the White Sox so far. I just I don't know how long this is gonna last. I don't know how long we're gonna see him. You no, know, be playing at this level, but um, no, you have to you no, know, you have to you know kind of kind of be happy with some things you know of course and Johnny Cueto has been really good so far so uh he is a positive then we have Ronaldo Lopez who has I mean completely turned his career around um he's looked really good at going to bullpen role that's why you know I I kind of want to see him there for the rest of his career I don't really want to throw him back into a starting rotation role because 
I don't know how he's going to react to that, but uh, his stats don't look amazing on paper, but he has done very well for the Sox. He's a guy who can eat up innings. You know, the fact that he was a former starter means he's going to be able to go in there when your starter can't go more than three innings. He's going to be able to go in there. He'll be able to eat up two or three innings because he's you know, got that endurance. So there are some positives here for Lopez so far, but he's had you know, he's had a pretty good start to his, uh, to his bullpen career with the White Sox. I wouldn't even count his time as a starter is really his career because that was just a a different that was a different pitcher this is a completely different guy now uh with the White Sox in the bullpen so I've loved him you know with the bullpen uh doing the bullpen for the Sox and that's really all the positives now we have to turn to the negatives which is of course the first guy being uh Dallas Keuchel I've, no, I said I was going to talk about it I don't really want to talk about it because it's he's been horrible. Currently has a 7.8 ERA following last night's game, a two and five record, a negative 1.1 WAR. He has looked horrible. I mean, this I don't know what happened to him. I don't know whether it's you know, him getting older. You no, know, he's now 34 years old. I don't know what's going on, but I think he has. It's just been awful. He has been terrible so far with the Sox. Um, and it's pretty clear what's going on. He can't really throw his fastball very well anymore. His his fastball's into the up, upper 80s, lower 90s, which is, you know, compared to some other guys, that's, that's an issue. So obviously that's an issue. He can't really throw, he can't really throw strikes though. He doesn't have the velocity to, to, throw strikes by guys he has the velocity to be a ground ball pitcher and that's fine he's been that his whole career remember in Houston what he won a Cy Young he did it off of ground balls he was a ground ball pitcher but uh to this point I mean it's just been it's just been like something's happened the past two years have been atrocious for this guy and let's not remember let's like remember 2020 was a great year like he was in the Cy Young candidacy with Lucas Gilito because he looked so good I don't know what's happened to him uh, ever since then. I mean, even then, in 2020, his fastball was never amazing. Something's just happened. I don't really know what that is. Uh, something's no, something's off with him, but uh, I don't really know if we'll ever be able to figure that out. Uh, then we have Vince Velasquez, another negative. He's looked a little bit better as of late, but he's still been horrible. Like, he, he's no... Uh, 5-3 ERA right now. Uh, he has looked a little bit better, like I said, but still, I mean, better is really, really not really, not really something you need to look at when Vince Velasquez has been, been doing so bad. Um, you know, when Lance Ling comes back, I'd fully expect to see Velasquez go to AAA or maybe even be in a bullpen role because I just don't see him as a, a long-term starter for the Sox, especially this season. Uh, next negative Kendall Graveman. Kendall Graveman, the stats don't look horrible at all. He has a 290 RA, uh, on a 1.3 whip, uh, 0.4 war. But I think the eye test kind of kind of shows a lot more than the stats could show, and that is he hasn't really looked all that great. He he's he's kind of struggled at times. Um you no, know, there's been moments where you throw him into a game late and he's giving up home runs. I mean, he gave up the tying home run uh to the Yankees in that one series. So he has been I think I think he will he's gonna turn things around. Like he's he's gonna he's a good enough pitcher to be able to do that. Um but I'm I'm kind of thinking Maybe he's in kind of a similar situation to Craig Kimbrell, where he was no a closer in Houston, was a closer in Seattle. 
and now it's in Chicago where he's not that no he's not a closer and he's maybe in a little bit of a difficult position here but I don't really know what's going on with him I do think we're going to see him improve though I think he's too good of a pitcher to excuse me to be struggling this much so I think we'll definitely see him improve then we have uh some hitters in Yasmani Grandal and Jose Abreu I'm gonna start off with Grandal it's an issue when he can't really catch anymore. The knees are obviously really bad. That's been a big issue. So he can't really catch consistently. But he's not hitting either. He has a negative 0.7 war, a 170 batting average, two home runs. Like when you're not consistently contributing as a DH or a catcher, like where's your where's your value? Unfortunately, where's the value there? I do think he'll get no, he'll turn it up. I do think he will get a little bit better, but Still, you have to you, know, you have to say like it's it's an issue when you're not really contributing on either side of the ball, but you can't even catch consistently. Like that's a big issue to me, especially when you're making as much money as he is. Next we have Jose Abreu. He has been turning it up a little bit more. He now has five home runs, a two thirty six average, point uh, seven WAR, uh, OPS plus of one thirteen, but still. I think he will be a lot better, but so far this season, he's been, you know, he got off to a horrible slump this year, wasn't really able to get out of it. Now he's trying, you know, starting to try and you know, dig his way out of that. So I do like him uh, to improve a little bit more, but right now he hasn't really been playing all that great. Uh, then we have the inconsistency. Uh, the Sox, that's been their big, their big issue. It'd be one night they'll hit, they'll hit, no, they'll have amazing games. Excuse me. And then, the next one they'll look horrible like then the next one they'll hit they'll have like five hits it's it's the inconsistency is so bad same thing with the starting pitching honestly like Dylan Cease has been terribly inconsistent this year he'll have one game where he'll go eight innings another game where he'll go well where he'll go two innings like the first game of the Red Sox series like he's just it's the inconsistency inconsistency has been terrible so far this year uh then we have the big issue for me personally, and that's second base. They just don't have a guy at second base. Ever since they traded Madrigal away, it's just been a rotation of second basemen. Larry Garcia is not the answer. He is a utility guy who can not play defense and can't hit the ball. So where's his value there? Um, he has he has very little value, unfortunately. He's had a horrible year so far. Uh, then Josh Harrison. Josh Harrison, same thing with him. Uh, he's a... He's a no. He's a starting caliber. Well, he was a starting caliber second baseman. He's not anymore. Um, no, he he's a guy who is a defensive. No, he's a defensive player who can't really play defense anymore and can't really hit the ball. Never was really an elite hitter at all. Never had a year where he's hit over three. Or actually, has had one year where he hit over three hundred. But uh, has never really been an elite hitter. That's not really his thing. His thing was more his defensive game. And when you're not really contributing that. It's kind of tough to be you know, kind of tough to be happy about your situation here, but that is going to do it for today's episode of the podcast. Just kind of wanted to go in depth on what I think about the White Sox so far, but that's gonna do it, and I'll see you guys later.